everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. I'm going to be your host today, Tyler Vitato. Let not, or don't let us ever stop the grind. And that's it for the show. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Take care. Good Have a good week. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent, Revelries Music. Joining me today is going to be Nick. How are you doing, Nick? Doing good, actually. I had tacos for brunch. Yeah. So, and I had like a I had like a jalapeno margarita and I finished my mom's margarita so what what time of day one. is brunch for you um really anytime before four I'll be honest brunch lunch breakfast it's all around the same time for me 4 p.m specifically right just to make sure we're on before the same 4 p.m because after that that's like afternoon like it's like an evening snack and then mm-hmm. 7 30 onwards is dinner time what's that in the uh Fahrenheit and our lovely um, other co-host Glenn how you doing Great. Brunch is before noon. Okay, cool. Uh, just making sure. Oh. <laughs> that's my that's my brunch. I was trying to something in the afternoon. It's just like second lunch. I mean, yeah, something. I mean that's that's fair. Like I just look at it as like who who said that like pancakes, eggs, and like hash browns are breakfast only foods. They're sure they're traditionally eaten for for breakfast, but you can eat them whenever the heck you want. You know what I mean? Heck yeah. So oh, it's like making brunch though at four p.m. I mean. I'm saying so. I said before 4 p.m. So like I I can because it's breakfast and so, lunch makes brunch, right? So this okay. is the more mm-hmm. lunch focused component of brunch. If you eat like if it's between ah. 12 and 4, do you know what I mean? And what's what is dinner for you then? Lunch and dinner. What time frame is that? Because that doesn't exist. Guy- no, that's two different kinds of meals. No, lunch and dinner are two different separate. Like you have to have lunch and dinner in a day at least. Lunch and dinner don't exist. Does like that's that's bullshit. You're the that's kind of guy that, thing. Didn't yeah. you say you like to have dinner at like eight o'clock at night? That's how I grew up, yeah, because we do breakfast, we do lunch, and then we do, like, an afternoon evening thing, and then we do dinner. That's how I grew up. And I think that's how a lot of Asian households oh, are. Huh. That's so there's actually four meals a day. Like, they like to spread it out, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, are they, are they a little smaller than the, you know, the general kind of, like, United States sort yeah, of like so, three meals? So, starting with, like, high school and <laughs> stuff, like, I'd wake up at, like, 7 o'clock for, like, to catch the bus, so I'd have some breakfast then, and then there was, like, a second breakfast at, in the middle of the day, like, around 10, 45, 11, that we'd have at school, like, we'd get, like, a break time, and then I'd come home by, like, 3 o'clock for lunch, and then I'd have an evening snack, and then I'd have dinner. Hmm. I feel like hmm. if I had to wait till 8 p.m. for dinner, I would be ready to participate in a WWE match. Like, I would be so well, hangry at that point. Well, if I ate at, like, uh, 6, between 6 and 7 is, I think, like, normal dinner time. If I ate then, I would 100% be hungry by the time it's 9 or 10. Okay, that's fair. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Because you're used to eating more frequently, too. Yeah. <clears throat> so, how do you guys feel about uh, eating between the periods of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m.? I'm, I try not to. I mean, I do if I have to. Like, I spend a lot, like, uh, twice this week, I was up working till two or four in the morning, and you just get naturally hungry that late. So, like, I just eat when I honestly, I just eat when I'm hungry, usually. Now, yeah. uh, like, I, I'm not in the, I don't have the luxury to have, like, a fixed, like, eating routine for the most part. So, if I'm hungry, I'll just eat whenever I can, because I'll spend some days working on campus till midnight as well, right? And so, I can't go home and cook at that point, and then maybe I haven't eaten all day. So, you know. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I mean, being third shifter, I think my whole setup is wonky from the first place anyways. Just the whole fact, like, dinner or lunch. Hell, breakfast for me is 3 p.m. Uh, yeah. If, if I'm lucky, and then lunch is sometime around midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. But Yeah. Because eh. breakfast is technically based on your schedule when you would normally wake up. Yeah. What's the first meal? It's like first meal. If we just went first meal, second meal, third meal, people would be like, oh, great, yeah. yeah. There would be no 
arguing about semantics, you know. Oh man, I'm ready for third meal. I missed my second meal. There it is. Anybody will listen to that and go, oh, duh, great. Is it called breakfast? Is it called lunch? Is it called supper, dinner? My logic uh, on a similar uh, topic would be anytime I wake up is morning to me. What about you guys, though? It, can can you wake up and stay until you're muted, Nick? I was muted. You're correct. Um, I agree with that, Tyler. Um, it like it could be four in the morning, but it's still the previous day. It is not the next day until I sleep. Uh, like international standards wise, yes, you are correct, sir. Today is in fact the next day, but it is not the next day for me. Hmm. The morning is always a.m. to me. If it's a.m., it's morning. If it's p.m., it's afternoon. Fair enough. Okay. Oh uh, man. So uh, this learned a lot today. <laughs> I'm gonna say this is a uh, a general trivia or trivia or general knowledge fun fact podcast. So uh, let's uh, give me a fun fact, Glenn. How was your week? Uh, I asked a very philosophical question when I was four years old, three years old. I told my mom. I walked up to her, staring at a dandelion, and said, "Mom, do dandelions roar?" Fun fact about me. My week was good though. <laughs> I, I just I, wanted to start with a fun thing. I just realized I, and I'm sorry for this. <laughs> I have trouble laughing at your jokes. That's okay. No, it's I, not really I, a joke so much. It's not a joke. It's just like, oh, that's an insightful three year old. I yeah, I, I don't. I, I I wasn't visibly laughing, but you have to understand. Like, I truly appreciated the depth of that of that statement. Like, uh, that was yeah. yeah. That's all I care about. That's all that matters. I can see it's got you on the inside. If you if you don't go, mm, then I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. No reaction or a positive reaction is all I'm looking for. <laughs> okay, no, that's... um, but yeah, the week was good. Uh, it's finally gotten fall temperatures in California, so. Sorry, Jack, Jack, were you uh, was your area or close by like <laughs> uh, were you affected by the fires in any way? Uh, we got some uh, some smoke in to the valley from because there was one up in Santa Clarita, which is just north of us, and then there was another one on the four or five south that leads from North Hollywood into Hollywood and West Hollywood and, and uh, uh, what's it called? Not yeah, Bel Air, not Bel Air. Uh, one of those super super ritzy places, but they had to shut the whole highway down because there was it was bad. The temp- yeah, yeah, I saw some Lots like like every year I saw some videos and pictures from this year, mm-hmm. and it truly it, I you know not to be over dramatic, but it truly does look like hell because oh, like yeah. I've seen pictures of people driving through like mountains on both sides and both on fire, and so you just drive casually like uh you know we're just we're just gonna go for a drive we're just gonna you a know, little bit a I mean trip like down Sarah, to hell. A lot of people like at Sarah's job because she works out in Woodland Hills and one of the fires had kind of reached close-ish to there. And uh, a bunch of people, like she said, half the people were missing from work because they lived in the evacuation zones. So it, yeah, especially if you go out at night when there's a hill, a fire in the valley and you go out at night and you go like up the hill a little bit headed down to Hollywood, you can see like just because during the day you can't see it. But you just see like, you know, oh, there's more smoke there than normal because, you know, smog and all that jazz. And uh, but yeah, you can see it. It's crazy. Like mm. it is a. Uh, it's like that movie where, uh, like, Seth Rogen and all of his buddies... Yeah, on like, Live, uh, Laugh, Love. <laughs> yeah, the end of the world, I think. <laughs> end of the world, yeah. But yeah, it's like that. It, I mean, like, you zoom back a little bit. This is the end. I wouldn't be Sorry. surprised. Yeah, this is the end. There it is. But yeah, no, it's been... Uh, other than the fires, it's been really nice temperature-wise. Like, the hottest it gets during the day is about 70, 75. So it's nice during the day, cool at night. Don't have to run fans or ACs, which is nice for the electric bill, and it's you know helps the environment too. 
because mm. we have to be hella conscious of that here. <laughs> so, but yeah, good week. Man, 70 good degrees. Week. That's that's a hell of a temperature. What about you, Nick? Um, my week's been busy, specifically this week. Um, uh, yeah, just like a bunch of deadlines and schools going on. Um, and it's gonna go in, it's gonna go in waves now. So like this week's like this past week's been busy the coming week's not gonna be super busy uh then the next week's gonna be like hella busy and then it's just gonna be like that in waves until the end of the semester which we're I, times times flown really quick i mean i can't believe we're in november already like it still feels like the year kind of just started um but beyond that um you probably like we're, we're, i would i would argue we're in the more forgiving part of canada in regards to temperature but it like winter has is like we're getting to those temperatures where i need to change my tires over so getting my car ready and stuff mm-hmm, um, amidst mm-hmm. all the car troubles different tires yes yeah we've got we go from all seasons to winter tires uh, especially because we're in hills oh. um and it does yeah. go down to like um and i'm gonna i'm gonna just like every week i'm gonna do this um convert, convert it to fahrenheit yeah it goes me. it goes down to about 30 fahrenheit um and that's just enough like we'll, we'll get the snow in like jan feb march but it's enough yeah f- to form black ice and like because like, especially yeah. like early in the morning with the dew and everything just gets frosted over so um i spent the first few years driving without winter tires and then i realized that i desperately needed <clears> winter <throat> tires when there was one winter it was pretty, particularly bad too but um i was doing maybe 10 15 on the roads this was close to home and it's snowing so like i was just driving very careful but then my brakes wouldn't engage as i was approaching a red light and so and i was like a good maybe like 30 feet from it it it, it, nothing would work like even tapping it it, there was just that much ice and slush on the road and i think just my wheels wouldn't grip so i had to put on my hazard lights uh put on my high beams and just honk as i was just rolling as i just skated through the red light <laughs> fortunately like everybody was because like it's it's the first day of bad snow nobody will pay attention and everybody kind of gets in like they'll get into accidents and things will happen but then like as it goes on and people are like oh shit it's that time of the year people start paying more attention and so like fortunately it was a time of the night where it wasn't busy and so the moment people started seeing some idiot with their hazard lights on driving going through like a red light even though it was green on their end and honking and flashing his lights they're like okay ah! we should probably <laughs> we should probably slow dude, down dude why are you going sideways through the intersection on the red light dude <laughs> so yeah no it's getting to that time of the year um otherwise it's the last weekend my mom's here um as we're recording this comes out on the monday this would have been the last weekend and my mom's leaving in a few days so yeah just uh having uh, you know just taking her out like i'm i i would imagine i was i'm gonna take her out uh we did go for like tacos this past weekend for breakfast um she's really digging mexican food and that makes me happy so nice yeah. mm, respect mad respect like legit authentic Mexican food is probably my second favorite type of food. Yeah, and for the next time you visit, like the place we found, um, uh, like uh, same thing with me and Indian food here in Vancouver. Um, I have a few Mexican friends who've like, it's not super authentic here in most places, but all of them have recommended this particular place to me. They're like, this is as close as you can get, and the food doesn't look great. It looks like it looks like homemade food, but the taste is fantastic because it's just kind of like rice and like beans, just like kind of plopped onto a plate with like enchiladas and then just like the salsa is just sprayed all over the place on the plate and the sour cream just kind of like haphazardly just thrown on the plate but it tastes huh. so good like mm-hmm. I and yeah yeah but um yeah so now i know a place where if either of you come to visit uh you know another new place we can try rather than take you out for the uh, wagyu beef for a hundred and two hundred dollars yeah 
Oh, man. I still remember the fact I got into a fight with the waitress over that. <laughs> Where's my other steak? You got I, into a fight with a waitress in Canada? Uh, more more it, of an argument a, over some confusion. It was a very passive-aggressive questioning, if you will. Oh, okay. It ended fairly quickly because I realized I didn't care that much, but I was still upset because I didn't understand the situation. I thought I was adding a special high-quality beef to my meal for, I think, $80. And, but yeah. instead, I was substituting for that price. Yeah. This was at, like, a hibachi teppanyaki place. And, uh, okay. like, you get one of the set meals. And so you could uh, substitute for the same price as the meal itself a smaller, high-quality Wagyu steak. Like, bucket-list-level um, steak, Glenn. And yeah. so... But for $80 for like a six or eight ounce steak, I was like, okay, they're probably just tacking it on. No, they're taking away the still pretty high quality big ass steak I was going to go for and put that in instead. So, you know, I'm, look I'm looking for my big ass steak as well. I'm like, where the fuck is it? Yo. Mind yeah. you, all in all, though, the amount of food was still oh, yeah. incredible. No, I, I would not have been able to eat that steak, but I wanted to at least be able to chew on it before yeah. I threw it away. <laughs> well, but at I'm least with the way you understood it. Yeah, no, yeah, I get it. How's your week been, Tyler? Pretty good. Uh, much like Glenn, my state is actually starting to hit the cool down stage, but something kind of bizarre happened. It tried snowing on Halloween. Glenn's making a weird motion. Why you? Why you? Okay, um, I would like to officially that? hand in my resignation. Um, so, for the audio listeners, Glenn just dabbed for some reason and then uh, DC'd. I'm not sure what just happened there. Like <laughs> The internet couldn't handle my awesomeness. That... It was just like okay, the camera was like, and then I went and got another one with Amazon instant delivery. And nice. Oh, I love God, my robot overlords. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I too accept them. Uh, he pays me, so. Uh, I see. That, that's, so have that's you heard fair. about Twitch Prime, Tyler? Tell me about it. Twitch Prime. If you have it, you have a free subscription you can give to your favorite Twitch streamer once a month. Yeah, you, you actually can't give it to us because we're not a uh, affiliate, but you can give us a follow and then maybe don't give it to me. <laughs> yeah, Twitch you should probably TV give it to Glenn because he I've needs all the help you can get. Well. Yeah. I, I really do. I do. I've been doing it for eight months. I need help. Yeah, he's an actor, guys. Do you know how little... <laughs> Did you see the, w the way he dabbed with motion? That, uh, like... You felt hard. The, the fluidity, a, the emotion, the the evocative, the, the evocative nature of, of a boomer trying to dad? relate to the younger kids. The angle of his elbows <laughs> deserves him an Emmy. Give it to him. People have gotten Emmys for less. So. <laughs> no, that, that, hey, at fair. least at least you could get nominated for a Razzle uh, or a Razzie. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be a League of Legends skin. Dab Master Glenn or something like that. Dab Master Glenn. If I am a character in League of Legends with my luck, they wouldn't use me as the voice actor for me. <laughs> They'd use the voice actor of that blacksmith from Fire Emblem. <laughs> Just that guy who sounds really like me. No, it's Sorry, cool. Tyler. You were, uh, you were saying before we got... Uh, I'm still trying to... It's cool. It was like that one episode half a year ago where Cam was trying to talk and just one day I just started swinging at hot sauce and it's like where's the self-awareness I'm trying to figure out why the fuck you just dabbed when I said that it was uh tried to snow at Halloween is there a joke here I'm missing I love snow on Halloween I love snow in general so ah. if you talk about snow I'm just gonna be super excited about it because I love snow which is ironic that I moved to Los Angeles so okay that's fair uh to be specific though there's an asterisk there it 
tribe to snow in on Halloween. Uh, some of the oh. the west coast of Michigan got snow, but uh, because it was sitting around like 33, 34 degrees, but it was super windy, it came down as this uh, mixture of uh, snow and slush. And so if you can imagine this hellish sleet. winter. Yeah, it was sleet. Sleet hit these kids trying to you know go trick-or-treating, and then the roads began freezing up north. And hmm. uh, I don't mind snow. It, it might be a little annoying, but, you know, it's tolerable. But as I've always said, I don't mind snow. I hate ice. I hate ice so much, as, especially as a truck driver. You know, anybody that drives a, a vehicle, they hate ice. There's no reason to like it unless you're an ice skater. Then good for you. There's indoor ice skating rinks for that. My point is, shit hit the ground. It melted. But then later in the night, it started freezing over and it led to this uh, nightmare situation. And as you said, Nick, uh, people are like, huh. I don't see, you know, ice on the road. I'll go 70 miles per hour. And they go flying up. (laughs) Like, I had a truck driver. He explained to him, he's like, I'm trying to do 45 with my blinkers on. And some guy shoots past me on the interstate. And five miles down the road, I see him in, you know, the ditch. (laughs) It's like, yep, that's, that's fair. That's fucking fair. So Nick in the chat is saying i disagree but you didn't provide a counterpoint so i'm going to negate that for the audience anyways uh <laughs> we are correct nick in your <laughs> face uh impossibly wrong or unwrong yes anyways uh so yeah have that going on for winter but this time year also brings something even more important to me i am celebrating my seventh year anniversary of meeting my wife Wait, should I clap to my own thing? Is that oh, polite? Oh, yeah, applaud okay. yourself. That's that's a, that's an accomplishment, man. Okay. Uh, to tango, bro. Ed- Editor Meek, you have the applause. <laughs> a- anyways, <laughs> so her and I, the fanciest dinner we've ever gone to was on our honeymoon, and... It was for me, anyways, like a thirty-dollar steak. And to me, back then, young, you know, young naive me when I first got married, thought that was a very expensive meal. Like I was trying to act classy, sniffing the wine and shit. But then I went to see Nick, and then I saw there are some truly five-star uh, level stuff Bro, going on. Bro, you like bougie is a lifestyle, uh, especially out in the Pacific North. Like it's. It's crazy, like, the amount of money people will throw at eating very little food just to show that they've gone to this place to eat food of this specific kind. Whereas me, I'm more than happy with my $15 food court meal that could feed me for two meals. Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing is, the nice thing about going to a steakhouse, which is where we're going to go tonight, is both. It's going to bougie and I'll get, I'm not getting the, the, the wacky beef or yeah. the juju beef, would you? Would you like to try some tea? <laughs> uh, sorry, I was making a Master Yi joke. I think I think the place. Sorry to cut you. I, fuck it, I don't care. Uh, the place that you've already been. I don't that's care Kind of like high class was that place where they did the uh, the the steak on the stone and then they set it on fire. Mm, Black Rock Cafe. When I went to see Nick and uh, his mom and stepdad for Christmas, that shit was cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I think like stuff like that when you're paying for like even for the the place we went to it was a you know a higher end hibachi here you were paying for the performance as well as the food like it just so happened the food tasted yeah. well as well uh, it tasted good as well but like I, you know you were paying for like the theater and like the act and like just the experience uh, and I you was just paid have to, to be deceived 
<laughs> you he just tricked had an attack me. on the most expensive substitute I'd ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> oh no, I mean I was I was confused about this. I was deceived that night, Nick. When he told me that day, oh, this is my first time at the grill. And I don't like, know how you didn't pick up on the sarcasm from the get-go and you hadn't I even started gullible. drinking then. <laughs> the guy comes out and he's like an older guy and he's like, no, no, I'm brand new. I've never done this before. Oh, he has a fucking ribbon that says, like that. I've been here for 15 years. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's my first time. And then it's like, oh, that's amazing. And then Tyler the whole time's like, wow, you could do all of this? How, how do they train you? Show me your ways. And I'm like, like. You're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. You're going to do great here. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, volcano. <laughs> Still got the picture of that that giant fireball. Yeah, it was made. really cool. Yeah. Nice. I was like, wow. I was going to say, I agree. When I lived in uh, Hawaii, there's a, uh, a place on the north shore of Maui called Mama's Fish House. And if you're going there, you're paying about five to six hundred dollars a person to eat one meal. And you can go higher. And it's one of those things, too, where it's, like, got a two-year waiting list. Like, it's... I can't believe how much money people spend on food. So, do they have people under the table for all your needs and services, or uh, what? I For that much, they better. <laughs> Good lord. Like, I better keep the dinnerware. If it's I complimentary at that point. Like, <laughs> just in go the chair. Walk away. They just give you a doggy bag with, like, plates and, like, all that you used, and then you just walk away with that. <laughs> They just put Actual a bow on the table silverware. and let you pick it up and take it with you at that point. It's like, would you like the breadsticks or they suck? And it's like... <laughs> Both? Both. <laughs> Both, of course. Sweet. I'll hand you a tip. <laughs> yeah, you My will. My tips are pats on the head. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's fair. Say, uh, you better give her a nice tip, otherwise she's going to get the shaft. No? Okay. No jobs. Uh, um, so, so uh, we're, no, Glenn, also had an uh, Glenn also had an anniversary, if you wanted to mention. Uh, mm. Yeah, you, I did, too. Because it was yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Anniversary. Happy. On Halloween, which is yeah. Uh, so, why. Yeah. Thank you. Four years. Woo! Oh, he doesn't clap. But now I feel like a... Oh. Thank you. I was getting upset. I was like... And the wife in the back is clapping. Thank you. I thought you were about to lift your shirt. I'm like... Man, you were getting feisty today. Man, to do anything for CMQ. Yeah. Hell yeah. My, Appreciate my it. home team, Kansas State, is playing their in-state rivals right now. So uh, I'm, I'm real real fired up about it because I, I hate them. I, yeah, you I look like you're them. fired up. I'm super fired up. It, I almost played college football at Kansas State. It's like you so went like, to clap and you see like there's like a gun or a knife in his hand. Veins. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a video game podcast. Uh, sometimes we forget. But don't worry. We're going to head our course back on track here. And so, Glenn, I talked about you first, so I'm going to pick Nick. Nick, what Hi. have you been playing this week? Um, still still waiting. Still waiting for uh, Sword and Shield, and we're getting ever so close, Tyler. We're getting so close. Guys. Which one are you getting? Uh, uh, I'm getting Sword. Shield. Decided. Oh. Great, because I'm yeah. trading in my Xbox and getting um, a Switch and Pokemon. Nice. I'm, okay, so... I'm, so. I, I'm so happy for you, but... Nick, I'm confused. Wasn't the Vulpix on Shield? That's why you wanted to make the jumps. I don't. There? I don't even. I don't even know anymore. I'll figure it out. I still haven't decided. I'm gonna go down to my local like EB Games, which is you know Canadian GameStop, and then figure it out. Place a pre-order. Um, you have EB Games still. Yeah. Yeah. They used to have those here. They're doing yeah, okay. Electronics boutique. Yeah. Um, oh. But like, guys, you don't understand. We're so close. We are so close to Sword and Shield, and I just want to complete my Pokedex again. And. Um, <laughs> Here you go. Here's some. Uh, welcome to the casual mess quest ASMR section. I just, I just can't wait. Everything is boring. 
Sibilance. Nothing is. Sibilance. But nothing there's great games anymore. that are just came out nothing. this week and no, next week. Nothing exists. Nothing exists until Sword and Shield is in my hands and I've played it and I've become the ultimate Tyler. Nothing in this world matters. But I've been playing just Deceit and Destiny ultimate? too. Um, Deceit? Yeah, Destiny 2, I'm just doing some of the uh, PvP milestones, but I've been playing Deceit again because my friends are finally, like, done with, like, the majority of the WoW grind, and they're kind of like, hey, do you want to play? And I'm like, all right, what are we playing? We're playing Deceit, and I, I, I've I, talked about how I hate Deceit because I'm not good at lying, but I'm starting to enjoy it now, even though the game frustrates me at times. Um, He's gotten proficiency in deception. Watch out. No. Uh, well, yes, actually, but not in, like, direct lying. I just play... I, I've just started playing the way I do, like, if I'm infected now, I just play the way I do when I'm innocent and being suspected of being infected, right? So if, like, I'm just walking around collecting items to, like, survive through, the, like, that stage, some be like, yo, I think LR is infected. I'm like, god damn it, dude, why, why are you... What do you like? And I just act all defeated and frustrated, and people are like, yeah, it's probably not him. This is what he usually does. And then, bam, I eat them. <laughs> the snake strikes. It was me, Dio. <laughs> Dio. Um, Dio. But yeah, no. What's just, this? Uh, what's this? You walk towards me with your stand. I don't know why I went Arnold there for a second. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're okay. We're, we're all having a good time. But yeah, no, I'm just, you know, playing games with buds. Not really doing much yet. And I know that's not super exciting to hear about. But trust me, folks, to anybody listening, November 15th, save the day. That is my return. To when I will become a degenerate neckbeard and catch them all. You're not going to be just a degenerate neckbeard, Nick. You're ready that you're going to be a degenerate neckbeard master. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! Don't worry, I'm with you. Oh man, I need to shave. <laughs> yeah, but that's it for me. If, like, so I- I'm getting ready for it. <laughs> I gotta grow it in a little. I was honestly thinking though, between now and then, I should probably pick up Gears Five using the uh, Xbox Game Pass. Um, just because mm-hmm. you pay like a dollar right now, I think, or three dollars, and then you'll just get access to a whole bunch of games. And I really just want to play Gears Five. Like, I, there was some promotion going on again recently. Um, oh, yeah, I I'm not too sure on these details. Nobody take my word for it. Regardless, it's still a good deal, I think, for the kind of library you get access to, no matter what the price. And I think the ma- normal price is like ten bucks a month. Um, mm-hmm. so it's yeah, no, so that's so Gears Five. Somebody hold me accountable. I will talk about that next week. Sure. Can I hold you accountable about a game that you're strongly interested in getting that's coming out next week? Which one are we talking about? Uh, I can I can start the uh, the deep voice and pretend I'm Kojima for a oh, minute here. Oh oh yeah, oh okay. Oh, I almost oh, forgot yeah, that was yeah. next week. Um, yeah. uh, Eugene's actually gonna pick it up, so I'm either gonna spend a considerable time watching him or play it after he's done with his playthrough without spoiling. I'm gonna myself. play Pokemon while watching him. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah. 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 I've heard a and, lot of positive reviews. I've heard, I heard, I've heard of polarizing. The I've heard polarizing reviews. I've heard it's not a great game, but it's a fantastic piece of art. Mm. So it depends on what you're going into it for. Uh, I've mm. heard people like a lot of the positivity has been it's been from experiencing experiencing the game as an art form, and people have enjoyed it like that. But it, like from a pure gameplay experience, I've heard people say it's not the best. It's a little clunky, yada yada, like standard like critiques. Um, so yeah, no, I think if you're going in it with the mindset of experiencing a Kojima product. I think you'll come out of it experiencing whatever you do. But if you come out of it, if you're going into it thinking, I want to play a good game, I don't think that's what you're going to get. That's kind of scary and ominous. Yeah, it is. Like well, the a, whole. A, a good Go game from the point of like game design, like in terms of like gameplay, like mechanics and stuff. But isn't that kind of a staple of Kojima on top of his art style? Like 
a compelling storyline that doesn't give a shit when anybody thinks and good art. But I mean, when it, the firepower of Konami, yes. Yeah, I can say like the developers okay. did the whole, you know, everything else, but it still held the Kojima vision on top of that. Like hmm. he had like such weird bullshit going on with fucking nano machines and all that with Metal Gear Solid, but you know, Konami unfortunately had to. Well, I, I'm not even going to go in that direction. I feel like Konami had such a strong grip on the situation that they had to actually make a coherent stealth game out of it while putting Kojima on top of it. Like, they were the uh, the biscuits and he was like this fucking fantastic gravy that everybody loved. Otherwise, we'd get stuck with fucking Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell every fucking time and it would be boring. But now we're just getting nothing but gravy and I don't know how to feel about that. But with the whole art mindset that you're talking about, Nick, it feels like Kojima could take his bare cheeks, press it against a blank canvas, fart, and then put it on the thing, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's art." <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I don't, no, I don't want to go that route. Like, uh, I don't want to go in there thinking it's art. I want to think it's like you know, his what he would envision Metal Gear Solid to be if he could, right. you know, do absolutely what he wanted. Right, and with a cast like that too, I'm I'm expecting it to be a good piece of art because you've got uh, Guillermo del Toro, you've got uh, Bads Mickelson, you've got Normus Reed. Reedus is his name. Normus Reedus. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Sorry. Norman Reedus nuts. I remember him oh, from back him. in the Dizzy with Boondock <laughs> Saints. Got him, um, babies. I'm pretty sure it's Guillermo del Toro <clears throat> who's in it. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm just excited yep. to see it as. Like, I just want to know what's happening. I don't even care about winning or, like, perfecting every level or finding all the collectibles in this case. I'm just like, what is Death Stranding? Because we've just been in an abyss for so long in regards to what this game is. And now it's so close. And there's also a PC port, by the way. For anybody who doesn't have a PS4 and is interested in playing the game and doesn't want to, you know, wants to still experience it, there is a PC port coming out, I believe, uh, March next year. Uh, So it's not too far away. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I have heard uh, a lot of early reviews about it. Like The big one I'd like to respect is uh, Alex Navarro from Giant Bomb because apparently IGN's been getting a lot of shit for their uh, reviews. Like, it's really boring and confusing until the very end. I don't understand what happened at the end anyways, 9 out of 10. And it's like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> but then Alex Navarro, Navarro from Giant Bomb explained, like, the first 30 hours is much like a setup of trying to get everything understood. But 30 hours is a fucking long time to, like, get into the motion yeah. of things. He says the other half was much more enjoyable, but the beginning, trying to get everything in place, just felt like it was either stressful because it was too hard, like, combat mm. and whatnot, but then it just turned either comically easy or just flat-out boring. So, we'll see mm. what happens. Though You know, those are initial thoughts. I still have high hopes for Kojima, but... I, you know, much as I'd like to, you know, worship him as Casual Master Quest's uh, higher deity or whatever you want to call him, uh, I, I I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I don't like drinking Kool-Aid. I mean, in real life, I love Only drinking great. Kool-Aid. Let's see, I'm a Mio guy. Like, that. Is Mio adult Kool-Aid? Yeah. Okay. No me feel- sugar, zero calories, just a little flavor. Yeah, I'm getting old. <laughs> what Mio's I- great. I would argue Glad- wine is adult Kool-Aid. Ooh. Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay, sure. I'll work with you. <laughs> I, like I was just imagining, what happens if you mix it? Probably be way too sweet. Well, if you I just mean, you mix- have things yeah. in. I think it's in South Africa that's called a beer shandy, where it's a uh, beer mixed with Sprite. Um, 
or like a wine Ooh. spritzer, which is wine mixed with uh, uh, either uh, club soda or uh, Sprite, I think usually, or it's like 7-Up or something. But yeah, no, like these combinations exist. So yeah, I believe that wine is concentrated adult Kool-Aid. Hmm. Glenn, are you disgusted by the idea that there are people out there who find it enjoyable that they mix uh, beer and tomato juice? Yeah. Both of them are oh, gross. Actually, I saw that today. As we were walking out of the Mexican place, there was a guy who had like like concentrated tomato juice, whatever, at the bottom of like a big pint glass. And then he just started yeah. pouring beer in it. And I'm like, that's interesting. I want to try it, that. My dad loved it. And I never tried it myself. I like mixing tomato juice with uh, like Smirnoff or something like that for, you know, my Bloody Marys and stuff. But even then, like it has a texture and a taste to it that just seems like it would be off-putting. But... Yeah. I am the guy who, you know, made my own meals up until, like, <laughs> until I met my wife. So I would put the most, like, mystery ramen. Let's see what I can find from the cupboards today to put on top of this, you know, five-cent pack of ramen and just put, like, inane shit on it. And it's like, this must be good. <laughs> Why is my bowels hating me? So, I, like, even if it sounds weird, it's like I shouldn't even be opposed to it. Glenn, you and I have played a single game of League of Legends this week. Yeah. But it sounds like you played a lot of League of Legends this week. Yeah, I mean, sort of League. It was mostly TFT, but uh, I played a little more League last night with a buddy. But yeah, mostly TFT. Uh, it was fine. Sometimes the RNG gods despise me. And so I'm a, I'm a, I have, what is it? I'm a masochist. I like pain. So that's why I just keep playing. Why I keep playing League. You keep TFT, coming back. Magic, so, I mean, I can see it. All of them. All of them. I just keep just buying into everything uh but and you know it's like i don't know it's like when you when you win the rng game you feel so good so good right right but then you lose it and it's like uh i'm running into the same thing because i'm playing wild classic still but i'm trying to get all that best in slot stuff for a dps warrior mm -hmm. and i run the stuff over and over and over i've run uh black rock depths 40 or 50 times i've never seen one of the three different pieces of equipment that I can get as best in slot. When it happens. And even if I see it, but if I see it, somebody else could still roll against me and take it. So like I was gonna say, like, there's those moments, and I'm <laughs> sure you've had it before, where you're like working hard with your comrades and suddenly you see the item you've been waiting for, and they turn from comrades to mortal foes who come to ruin your life. And it's like yep. don't you fuck it. You fuck it. I better roll higher than you, otherwise I'm gonna scream your name off a mountain and curse you with voodoo dolls. <laughs> well, that's the hard thing too, is I'm playing with people I don't usually know because my guild isn't big enough to do this stuff, and more normally I'm playing during the day. Mm -hmm. So I'm running it with norms. So like I'm running it with randos, and so like if they were to roll on it, of course they have no connection to that. But like one guy was like, we ran Black Rock Depths the first time, or BRD the first time, yeah. And he had never run this thing before. Oh no. Never. It's one of those and he, we first get in, time loot. And we see, and it's the Savage Gladiator guy. So we have a chance of dropping the Savage Gladiator chain in the arena. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, oh man, if he gets it. It's like uh, one of my other guys in the guild. He did Scarlet Monastery. And the first time he did it, he got the Scarlet chess piece. First time. Nice. And I was just like, exactly. I was like, that's awesome. But I ran that stupid thing like 80 times and never saw a piece of the Scarlet armor set hey man i'm really happy for you but fuck you too which is 
the standard. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> great job, great job. Let's run it again. I need that. <laughs> so, but it's it's been good. Just I'm just I'm I gotta find a way. I think that's why I'm really excited about jumping back on the Pokemon train because it's not an RNG game. It's not. Now, sure, the, the animals you run into in the wild will be random, but I know if I'm in this zone, I can run into all of these things. Oh, you man, know? you don't think it's an R- RNG game well, when you're trying to get fucking Chinese and perfect IVs? Yeah, well, to that extent, you're right. It's like there's enough RNG. There's not enough. There's not a lot of RNG where it feels like you're being, you know, shafted every time you're, like, trying to do something or find something. But yeah. then once the surface, you start, like, sure. once you start going to, like, competitive pokemon it's all rng because you have to get the perfect IV and ev bills oh, for your pokemon. you gotta man. breed them the right EV? way uh so they're called effort values and individual values these are stats that each oh. pokemon has that you can min max is, but... yeah so you can min max yeah, pokemon pokemon pokemon. to get them to be the <clears throat> peak it's, it's basically eugenics it's pokemon eugenics yeah. And you, you do this to min-max each and every single one of your Pokemon to be on your team so that they can perform to the utmost maximum DPS capability that they possibly could. Are they, Is there going to be breeding in this new Pokemon? If, there if there's no breeding... Exactly. <laughs> like, 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 I've never played a Pokemon game with Do you know how many before. Pikachus how, like, I've shoved together and put candlelit dinners between them so I can get Pichus with, like, fucking max and speed and special attack? It's crazy how much I spent doing that shit. And then you can do things like, as long as they're in the same egg group, because that's how Pokemon are categorized. Like they have egg groups, so oh, that, which is why like, moves. which is why like a Waylord and a Skitty can breed because they're in the same like genus. So they're they're like don't they, picture it, don't picture it. Peta yeah, is thought but, about it too. Don't worry. So Chihuahua German Shepherd here. That's what we're seeing. <laughs> even, even even like a Chihuahua if with the, like an, a horse. I think a is, a, is a <laughs> so like a car, but you can yes, do that. Transformers. So let's say you want like a Charmander with a specific move. You can mm. go like, uh, but that move could only come from let's say a uh, fucking Mankey Squirtle or a Squirtle. No, <laughs> so, honestly, even like if it comes from a Squirtle, you can plan it I out so that there's some Pokemon. Are they both or field Pokemon? They might be both field. If not, you can do what you were about to describe. We were transferring from egg group to egg group. Yeah, because they're like Pokemon can have up to two different egg groups. So you just find the overlap, mm. trace a path, and then figure out which egg moves are going to transfer down the chain until it gets to your Charmander. It until it has that yeah. move. Yeah, so you'll breed like a Squirtle with a Mankey, and then a Mankey with like a Pidgey, and then a Pidgey with like... Um, but it doesn't make a-, a combo. It just has either a Mankey or a Charmander. Well, so one of uh, the female of that pair is you'll get that Pokemon. And then you'll inherit certain things from the female of the pair, and you'll inherit certain things from the male of the pair. And then you keep doing that until you get, like, uh, you finally have that move on a Pokemon that can breed with your Charmander, and you make sure that Charmander is a female, and then you do that, and then that Charmander will be born with the move that you wanted from that Squirtle. Like, for example, a Lowland... Bubble? (laughs) A Lowland Raichu has uh, its ability... If uh, Electric Train is in effect, its speed is double. And Electric Train is like... uh, you remember the move Rain Dance, maybe, or something like that, where you cause like a a weather condition for five turns and it boosts something. But Al- oh. Alolan Raichu doesn't ever learn Electric Terrain, but mm. you can chain over uh, Electric Terrain, which a Magneton can learn, and go through like three or four different Pokemon and just have them fuck over and over until genetics. So you bring the great 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 grandson of you know <laughs> this Magneton <laughs> over to Raichu, and Raichu's like smoking a cigarette. Hey, I that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you and me, kid, we're going places. 
<laughs> and then you get a Pikachu that knows that move, and then bada bing, bada boom, you're officially like a competitive Pokemon trainer. Like it's terrible. Wait, go on. You can fight people on the internet though in the game. <laughs> yes. Have you not been on any forums? Of course you could fight people on I've, the internet. I've only played yellow. This is like me getting into WoW Classic. Can, I did not play vanilla, so like I'm gonna be like learning. You can enter everything. online tournaments that they host pretty regularly. Um, you and I but can yeah, trade, can, Glenn. Yeah. That's cool. Oh right, because I, you got the thing. The thing? The you've got the Game Boy Color. I do. I have a Game Boy Color no, Tyler, with yellow. As well. Yeah, it's got but the only problem is um the start button stopped working on my Game Boy Color. Oof. So when I load into the game I can select the game, but I can't get out of the menu and start playing anymore. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> Could you yeah. save and then does that exit out of the menu? If you save every time? Um, all I know is I can, or maybe it was the A button that doesn't work. One of the buttons made it so that I can turn, I can turn it on and see that it still works, but I can never select the game. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, technology has been amazing with, uh, when, like, the concept of trading has been hard rooted in my head where it's just been link cable, you know, hook up a link yeah. cable. And link cables were like, if you had a link cable in my area, you were a fucking god. You like, were a god. Yeah, yeah. you, you, were, you like I'll buy you an ice cream at lunch just so I can trade my Pokemon. You know, you know to <laughs> somebody else even. It's like I don't. Even, I just need to borrow your link cable. So like the idea that you can play a Game Boy Color emulator on your phone and you can hook up to somebody over Wi-Fi or Bluetooth and trade with them over the internet or next to each other. Like the idea. Mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean the burp there, <laughs> Marty. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you doing there, Rick? Well, Mori, uh, if you trade them, uh, Pokemon knows of Bluetooth. Shit's cool. You're just going to need to shove this egg up your ass. <laughs> she went way up there, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to discover something called the GTS, the Global Trading System, which they... Okay. Like, there's that where you can do, uh, if you want a certain Pokemon, uh, somebody will post up, hey, I have this Pokemon and I'll trade it for this. So if you want to, you can turn it into a bounty board essentially, where it's like if you if you need to find you know your your Pikachu, you can and they're like, hey, I need a Gengar. Sure, yeah, you can go uh, catch a gasoline. Gengar. Yeah. Problem is though, like when that first came out in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, you're like, hey, I got a Scizor. I want a level 100 Mewtwo. And it's like okay. <laughs> Whatever, yeah, no, they still dude. do that though. They still do that. So what what I've been doing now is if I wanted, because I. To complete my Pokedex, I didn't have time or I wasn't willing to, to go to the effort of getting a Sylveon. Because you have to realize, when I was like at the last stretch of completing my Pokedex, I had hatched over 400 eggs. Because I was doing the thing where if I had a Squirtle, I was going to breed two other Squirtles and then just power level the two others to a Blastoise and a Wartortle. So at that point, I was like, I, I don't have fucking time for this. I'm reaching the end of my like rope here. So I just throw on like a spare legendary that I had. Like I had a two Rayquaza, so I threw in one. And I'm like, hey, I'll trade this for Sylveon. And then I check back in a few hours and there it is. So hmm. it works. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Just take one of your other super rare things. Mm -hmm. That's why I have a box just filled with uh, in, the, in the PC. I have a box filled with duplicates of like shinies and like uh, legendaries just for like hmm. trade material. And I'm like, all right, this is my currency. This is how I'm going to complete things. What that? Something I appreciated on the uh, Pixel Spark server, the Pokemon. What the? Eager? What is that? That's a Regice. That's a Regice. That Generation three. Oh, he says it right there. Yeah, it, yeah, they just finally released him in Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's from uh, Sorry. It's one of the three I wanted Regis. to see how many eggs I had hatched in Pokemon Go so I could <laughs> flex a little bit. Cool. Huh. Anyways, 
Sorry, I got Oh, that's how many. Hell yeah. Four, holla, holla. 428. Hell Plays yeah, it. 420, brother. Plays it. <laughs> and I, I want this internalized in audio history. Nick in the chat's trying to correct us to say it was the fourth generation. It was for Pokemon Gold. Sorry, <laughs> Gold. I'm about to fuck up here. Ruby, Sapphire, <laughs> and Emerald. Get fucked. Anyways, uh, wow. You're f congratulations. You've been Almo moving. Almost 1,500 kilometers walked for Pokemon Go. Nice. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's our Pokemon minute <laughs> again. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, so, so yeah, Tyler just comes down to what you've been playing this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid to talk because we were already God knows how fucking far in. Uh, but so, so far, I did get to play a little bit more of little town hero. Uh, last time I talked about, it, I talked a lot of shit on it. I think it's starting to grow on me to where I like after accepting what is not good about this, but realizing that anything I don't like is worth tolerating to get to the good stuff, which is the battling. I'm starting to love the battling more and more, even throughout the bullshit. Because, honestly, it's like, I feel like it, the way I'm learning how to change shit and uh, encountering you know, like each situation with uh, whatever a monster can throw at me, I feel like they have to have bullshit to throw at me. Because it's like, well... If, the, if I can stop on this one, but then keep the super powerful attack for last, and I can keep using that over and over, it's going to be over in 10 minutes. So it's like they have to reset it. But mm. there was a time where I finally legit, like, there was times where I said, fuck it, I'm mad at this. I'm restarting the fight because I feel like I had a bad setup. I finally lost to a boss thinking I was going to win. And it was because this monster knew how to counter. And so oh. anytime I tried dealing, you know, direct damage to its life points, aka Yu-Gi-Oh, it would be able to auto-retaliate even more damage to me. So I had to figure out how to hurt it without attacking it directly. So I had to learn how to hmm. fight and hurt it using my environment, which was fucked. But having a good time with that. Uh, story is still the same. Nothing really exciting. However, and, you know, cue the spooky music. I have gotten a few hours into a game I've been waiting a very long time for, and that is Luigi's Mansion 3. And, ooh, fuck, is it such a good game. Like, uh, anybody who's like, ah, oh, it's not Halloween anymore, it's like, fuck off, this is Luigi's Mansion 3. You can enjoy a children's horror game, and it's so good, too. Oh, year-round, buddy. Oh, yeah. Like, I was iffy about Luigi's Mansion 2 Dark Moon for the 3DS it was okay, but I wasn't a big fan of the handheld, and I loved the GameCube version for the first one, but when the more you play it through over and over, you really, you know, A, it's a six-hour game, so it's not exactly, you know, a long game, and it starts to, you know, show its age a little bit, I guess you could say, over the years. So, seeing this in high definition, but still holding all the nostalgia, and adding more new shit that you can do while keeping it simple at the same time, it's enjoyable. I was kind of confused because, like, the first five minutes, you walk up to this very nice-looking mansion, and I was like, where's the haunted part? Motherfuckers. And, uh, well, it, it turns haunted. Uh, shocker. And so, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. There's been a lot of, like, it, they don't really suggest their bosses, but just cool-looking ghosts have quirks. Um, uh, it's just... I think the one thing that's freaking me out is the concept of Guiji, uh, which is a uh, a new character that has appeared on the... I, I, technically, you would call it a remake. They re-released the original Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS as kind of like a last hurrah sometime last year, or maybe it was this year, and they allowed two-player mode by introducing Guiji, 
which is a green gooey form of Luigi. And apparently Luigi can time travel, which is why he went back to the original game to help Luigi beat it. <laughs> Bullshit. <Awesome. laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in this game, you can either let a second player control it or you can have him uh, be controlled like you alternate between Luigi and Luigi. And uh, Luigi can go through bars and vents and stuff that you can't go through normally. So kind of a la Triforce Hero style if you're playing single player. Just like having one character over here uh, doing like a pulling a switch or standing on a button and then you switch over to this character to move over. I I'm not a big fan of that style of play, honestly. I like having control either of both or none. But it hasn't been to the point where it's been a problem. Like, uh, I haven't had to do it during combat intense scenarios yet, thankfully, so I figured they'd probably do that for a boss at a certain point. But, like, honestly, I the story is as basic as you can, you know, accept it as, hey, there's a haunted mansion, everybody's kidnapped, go do your shit, Luigi. And Luigi's like, Save him. fuck off, I'm leaving. No, you can't do that, actually, everything's boarded off. Well, I guess I'll have to do it. And it's like, cool. I think uh, the last boss, I like, I'm only at like three, four hours in. I got to fight a, uh, I don't even know his name, but I'm going to call him Ludwig, Ludwig Van Beethoven, uh, because he was, <laughs> a, <laughs> it, it was just a ghost playing on the piano, doing stupid shit. And I had to fight a haunted piano that was trying to it's smash me. <laughs> it's just twerking. <laughs> uh, shit. And like, I, I fought a guard that tried defeating me with a water gun, which was comical. <laughs> like, it, he was scared of me, but it was just this big donut-eating looking motherfucking ghost guard with uh, the 1980s aviators going, Oh, I'm scared of Lu you, Luigi. And Luigi's like, I'm scared of me too. I mean, you. And so, you know, they're, they're running off and he's like, I got a, you know, a super soaker. Watch out. And it's like, okay, I guess that, that'll hurt. And My greatest fear being wet. <laughs> the the one downside is you have to beat him with Guishi at a certain point, and Guishi is susceptible to water. So oh. if he gets hit with that, it's it's a one hit KO. And you can resummon Guishi as much as you want, but you know if he hits you with it, then you got to restart the process. But having a good time. There's been a lot of laughs. I think the biggest laugh I've had so far, and I'm only talking about openly because it's like the first couple of hours. Uh. There was a time where there is a, I think a tuba of some sort or a like some kind of musical contraption that was stuck in the toilet. And with the vacuum, you can suck air or blow air. So I blew air into the uh, tuba, which blew into the toilet and it shot water out of the other toilet to give me like some cool item. But it played uh, the like it, I like. It sounded like a brown note to me. So the fact that shit out of uh, this cool item on the other toilet, I just started laughing hysterically like a fucking man child. And uh, I'm having a good time. There's like little quirky jokes here and there. It, it's so silly funny while trying to be a horror genre. Like, it's fun. It's cool. I'm yeah. loving every minute of it. Nick, I would highly recommend it, but I understand. Eventually, one day. I have to get to all the uh, Mario games on the Switch eventually. Uh, Odyssey is actually a very great game. Fuck it, just go for Lu Luigi's Mansion. He's the man, man. Tyler, I think I've I made it very clear. I've Mario game since. made it very clear. I'm just waiting for Sword and Shield. Tyler, please understand. Respect my wishes and my boundaries. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, you got it. <laughs> Anyways, 
other than that, that's been pretty much it for my week. I've, you know, gotten to play a good amount of time. But let's let's talk about uh, other shit besides us ranting about our love for Pokemon and other... <laughs> Holy crap. I feel like Pokemon comes with its own vernacular with uh, how we We're discuss gonna, things. I, I think we should just set it up, Tyler. I, I really think we should just, uh, like, a, maybe not even the episode that we record with the week Pokemon comes out, but maybe two episodes after that. It should just be all Pokemon. Like, I, I really think just so that we get it out of our system. So, here, from here on out, I will no longer mention Pokemon unless I'm saying, stating the fact that I'm just waiting for the game to come out so I can play that and then be done with that and play other games. So, I'm no, I, re I refuse, I refuse to talk about Pokemon otherwise, apart from stating that fact. And you could hold me accountable. If not, I will not promise something as eating a pen or eating a lay because I'm not an idiot because I'll probably go back on that really quick. This hat remains uneaten, despite my <laughs> previous vows. Uh, so, Glenn, what's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, are legendaries included? Yeah, go ahead. Zapdos. I think Zapdos is my favorite uh, legendary bird, actually. Uh, Articuno is, a like, uh, maybe not a close second, but I think everybody was, it was always either Zapdos or Articuno, and then Moltres last for some reason. Nobody liked Moltres. Oh, always. It just the worst. It just looked like a fire canary. Uh, Nick, what yeah. about you? It's just a phoenix. Ah. Uh, he has Infernic. He's, uh, he's, is that you as a Pokemon? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he doesn't want to say anything because it regards Pokemon, but it looks like it's a... Oh, Infern Ape. Yeah, it was Infern That's Ape, your favorite Pokemon. But it has Nick's face, so Infernic. <clears throat> Infernic. That's pretty great. Uh, but I honestly, I really do love Mewtwo. Not Mewtwo, Mew as well. I love Mew and Eevee. So those are my top three. I remember the third grade joke where it's like, I like Mew. I like Mewtwo. And now nobody understood what that person meant. And it's like, is it yeah. Mew or Mewtwo? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Nick is like either keeping himself muted or he's, he's doing a really good job. Yeah, he's doing great. Wow. He's, he's holding strong. I, I thought he would have like. Rihanna back there doing Did you whack, not whack, hear whack, me whack, clap whack, my whack. hands? I clap my hands, which means I'm serious. You clapped like an A-pop? Okay. <laughs> so, modular segment. Nick, why don't you take this? Alright, I, I penned this because I was thinking about this all week, but I couldn't remember the exact... Like, I it, like I had a brain, like, you know, brain explosion moment where I'm like, this would be fun to talk about. And this is all I could remember. So I'm like, alright, let's just pen it this way. So I believe, honestly, that we're living in an alternate timeline. Sony has finally agreed to allowing crossplay. Um, EA games are coming from Origin to Steam, uh, starting with Jedi Fallen Order on the 15th of November. Uh, Mixer uh, slash Microsoft has been dropping huge amounts of money uh, and has converted the site to ninja.com. Um, what do we... I'm a little upset that no, I didn't get a chuckle from that. But what do we think is the next likely, uh, a next, the most, the next most unlikely announcement? If we're living this like best, like this is the best timeline alternate, like kind of, you know, because I never expected some of these things to happen, mm. you know. So like, what what do we think is the next unlikely announcement of a partnership or a company doing something that they've solemnly swore they would never do, or have at least uh, hinted at never doing that? EA has a game with somebody that doesn't have something orange in their hand. What? It's kind of weak sauce. Have you noticed kinda. on all of their trailers, Modern Warfare, uh, Mass Effect, a bunch of these other games, they always some they're like the right arm is orange. I think it is. Anyway, that was just that was something that was weird that people. Anyway, nope. Up. 
I was gonna say BlizzCon or Blizzard stepping forward and saying we support Hong Kong, but uh, I don't think we live in that day and age. BlizzCon okay, has like, confirmed. Uh, uh, I, yeah. That's Nirvana, man. <laughs> that, that's too outrageous. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they I, would lose billions yeah. of dollars right out the door from a single sentence. There's no way they do that. <laughs> I think the alternate to th- I, I think the alternate to that is if that were to ever happen, Blizzard would have to take a huge hit, separate from Activision and go back to being mm-hmm. uh go back to what they used to be in becoming an independent studio. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a crazy announcement that would come out. I mean, part of what I listened to was like Half-Life 3 would be nice to happen, but again, I think that's one of those things we'll never see in our lifetime. I've never played I mean, a Half-Life think- game. So well, say, neither have I, but then, it's, you know, it's it's the running, it's like, the joke, meme right? and the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, well, I mean, one of those things sort of happened at BlizzCon a little bit. Like, the announcement of Diablo 4, which is a game we've been waiting on since 2006. Right. Or 2007 or something. Like, that game has been out forever. Right, and we're going to be covering BlizzCon details, but, like, that's interesting. I think I was talking to Eugene about it, my roommate. Um, apparently, they made the, remade the game twice, or they had to restart development on Diablo 4 twice. Um, and I'd have to like go and find the sources Probably for this. Legal issues or something? Uh, no, I think it was just the the way the game was. They just couldn't figure it out. Like they made it okay. in one way. Like they made it like the first like public build or test build or whatever, and then they scrapped it and then remade it, and then they scrapped it again, and then now it it became what it is or what it's going to be when it comes out. Which I which I understand because it's like you know you want to put out this game that everybody's w- waiting for, but you want to make sure you do it right. I think the issues there was that they just didn't really hint at anything for for like the longest time. The fact that it was existing or in development. There has been a game series that I've been kind kind of cheering for to make a proper return, but it keeps falling further and further. But I have no idea if there's any way for it to get back to its roots, if you will. And that is uh, the game series called Paper Mario. Uh, it's fallen from grace ever since the GameCube. You've never heard of it or never played it? Oh, it's a terrible game. The, oh, okay. Nope. I, I caught that one immediately. Cool. Anyways. Uh... You're like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's just joking. <laughs> I, I didn't even get the inhale. I don't even think. Uh the game that came out for the Wii U, Paper Mario Color Splash, uh, is kind of, re- you know, it's terrible. It's bad. And uh, the ones that came out for uh, the 3DS and all that were okay at best. But we, like, it just feels like it's downhill because I'm not sure if you've ever taken the chance to look at the writing that Nintendo or the developing company specifically got to do for that game. But it was top notch. And it's fallen from grace ever since Super Paper Mario for the Wii. And it just feels like they stopped giving it the attention they needed. And it'd be nice to have them start bringing back those kind of games. They've taken chances mm-hmm. with, uh, like, side games for, po- uh, like, Pokemon stuff. Like, uh, let's go Pikachu slash Eevee. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, anything specific. Like, I- I've always been, a, 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 you know, trying to vouch for uh, Pokemon Snap coming back. Thinking that, you know, that would be a thing. I know I keep thinking of Nintendo stuff. I'm trying to think of anything on, like, on Sony or Xbox side. Ugh. Well, it's not even necessarily, like, this is not even limited to, like, things coming back. It's, like, more of, like, uh, partnerships. Um, old partnerships that, you know, were called up for whatever reason. Um, Reggie makes his own company. Imagine. Imagine if Reggie feels the the previous and just recently retired president of Nintendo of America, makes his own company. Maybe just for software and just makes it first party for Nintendo even or something, but I think something cool like that would happen. 
Right, it makes sense because he's got the inside. He joins knowledge. Kojima. He's got some background. Yeah. <laughs> I I'd like to see a sequel to um, Dragon's Dogma because that was a good series. It was I think Capcom, if I remember right. Oh um, uh, man, didn't we like, just talk about like, this two episodes ago about games we'd like to see return from Capcom? Yeah. Yeah, but I just forgot that they were Capcom, and when I was looking at games I wanted to see, like, make a re- uh, like a comeback, like Power Stone, what I said before, Dragon's Dogma is another one of those, but it was a collaboration that allowed them to produce it, and they did make a sequel to the original, but then they stopped, you know, kind of like Mass Effect. I would love to see a sequel to Mass Effect Andromeda. I had so much fun playing that game. I thought it was really good. It was a nice new, like, like start of a second book, for right. lack of a better term. And then next you know, year, and... you'll be able to play Mass Effect Andromeda through your Steam library in case you were that kind of person who didn't want to download a whole new games launcher. Well, that's fine. I, I would love that, but I just want them... They decided, they were like, oh, no, this wasn't successful enough. We're not going to do any more. And also, we're going to get rid of... Uh, we're not going to support the servers for more than, like, three years. Oof. So now, like, you can't even play the multiplayer stuff after, I think it's th- actually, like, four or five years. I'd have to look it up. But they're like, yeah, they were, like, within six months of launch, they were like, this wasn't a big enough success. And I was like, dude, it was a good game. It was well-reviewed. People loved it. Like, as far as I know, <laughs> I did. Um, and my friends did, but I don't know. Super Certain Mario like, Strikers. Love. The Mario Soccer game. <sighs> you mean Kung Fu Shaolin Soccer? Uh, Nintendo's Shaolin Soccer? <laughs> Have you gotten to ever play any of those games? The soccer no. games? Mario Kart uh, and the Brawl one. Whatever. The Super Smash, Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Those are the only... And then uh, the original Super Mario Brothers. Some those re- are the only Mario games I've ever played. I, for whatever reason, am a sucker for Mario sports games. Like, Mario Tennis is good. Mario uh, Golf is still shit. But... That's because I think <laughs> golf is a terrible sport and anybody like I don't want to be a fucking bipolar, you know, rich rat that wants to play a golf game. But I'm sorry. Does that make me a stereotype? Or a stereotype oh, Edward, about it? I'll see you out on the green later today. Very uh, good. I'll, Very good. I'll get to Rodriguez to get the golf cart for us because I have to have a specific race for my caddy. Where is the 14 karat golf balls? Oh my goodness. This is a different golf than I know. I love golf because it was just me and my friends screwing around on like par Yeah, no, yeah. Goals, then you have you like, know? you know, you have the, the, the normies who just go out, get drunk on the green and just yeah. shoot yeah. wherever they can. It's always a good time. Um, I'd like to see companies like, like, I like to see companies with like live service games stick to making the one game and updating it. Uh, so specifically, I'm talking about games like FIFA, right? Where we just get a new game every year, but it's really the same thing. Why don't they yeah. just why don't slightly updated rosters? Yeah, that's it. Up, yeah. Why don't and like there's new mechanics and whatever new graphics, but just patch that in as an expansion. Uh, make people pay for that at like a lower price. It's just FIFA. Yeah, you know I think that's better than like you no know, numbers. It's just FIFA. But uh, you know that's I, that's FIFA never going to happen because it's EA and they want to make money. So they're going to be like, here's FIFA 21, yeah. here's FIFA 22, here's FIFA 23, here's FIFA 24. Um, yeah. What about FIFA 25? That that's going to be a good one. Yeah, I've heard. It's I've heard pretty quarter, okay. Quarter, quarter it's going to be heard. a big one. I swear. Those numbers are going to be huge. They're going to be huge. And um, yeah, no, Nick's right as well in the chat. Um, Destiny, same way. Like, I really think Destiny was set up as a, as a foundation for, like, everything that's happening now to just get patched into it. And there were some, in like, the, the f- I think the second expansion for D2 year one was supposed to be in D1. But Activision 
didn't give them enough time or breathing room to give them the time to make sure that it would fit in quite well, right? Oh yeah, I remember that. The whole thing where they were just like, nah, you gotta redo all this. And they're like, dude, we gotta launch soon. Yeah. You know, and then they, so that's why, yeah, they were all behind because of Activision, yeah. I, I saw it as a t test run in Link's Awakening because it was an added feature for it. I would like to see a true blue legitimate Zelda dungeon maker. Kind of like Super Mario Maker, where except you make dungeons for people to go through. Try to speedrun. And I think that would be fun. Also, maybe Especially if... for the speedrunning community. If Elon Musk could make make real-life Pokemon, just release them into the wild for people to Please catch. Do it. No, he's, he's got to he's work on the cat girls first. I'm, I'm strongly opposed to that statement, Tyler. Elon Musk has promised us cat girls. And I will, what statement? I'm strong, what? Uh, where you want him to make real-life Pokemon? No, he has to prioritize ah, the cat girls Pokemon. first. Ah, you talked about Pokemon. Oh, sorry. Anyways. What are cat... What is this cat girls thing? Oh, my dear summer child. Sweet, sweet child. Glenn, He's my He's like dearest. trying to caress you through his mic. That's kind of creepy stay away you don't want to know don't google it right don't, don't google, google it. it he's googling okay. it he's gonna find yeah, out and no. then he's gonna be horrified don't don't do it don't fall into that hole i won't, do it. Nyan, nyan. I won't even ask alexa i've got a google and i could just tell google to tell me what it is <laughs> um hey google what's a cat girl but yeah uh, <laughs> hey, I, we, careful you just cause <laughs> a lot of people to see like <laughs> so um yeah i really do think that Things have been moving in an interesting way this past year. Um, we've got like uh, uh, streamers have turned into free agents, um, like in sports teams. We've got Sony finally willing to drop down all their barriers and work with other developers and other companies to promote crossplay and cross save. We've got, um, you know, um, what was that other thing? Like EA is like, it'd probably be better for us and we'd probably make more money if we were to sell our games on other platforms and it's like a big brain moment that they should have realized years ago um 10 years ago. <laughs> so i'm excited to see where games gonna go especially because of all the buzz that's all buzz i hate the word buzz when it comes to talking about news and business uh, like especially with all the drama and all the news that's been coming out of the industry lately and see where things go because we've got next gen consoles next year um mm -hmm. So and you know some might like so we've got cyberpunk next year and some other bigger oh. like it's just it's gonna be crazy I think 2020 first quarter yeah. first quarter like I think the whole year there's just gonna be shit happening constantly it's gonna be a good year Wizards of the Coast make a deal with Microsoft for a special tabletop Microsoft Surface where they can interact with yeah. tokens and whatnot and make dungeons on the go did you find that on my Twitter I tweeted about that yesterday. Oh, did you? The game pass, I was just saying something I would, I would be excited to see. Well, that's awkward. That's really cool. Yeah, that's like, a real. Yeah, and uh, that's they. It's 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 a it's a new. They, they, it was a Kickstarter, but they just re they they just finished their crowdfunding like yesterday, and you they're seventeen by seventeen inch things, and it's everything from like playing things like a. Uh, Whatever that game is, uh, like Gal you could have Galaga on there. They've got a whole <laughs> game library and a bunch of other interesting games. But then you can also program things like Dungeons and Dragons into it. And it has sensors for models. And it remembers where they were and what the actual like specific uh, model was there. 
So you can like pause progress in the middle of a combat and a game and then come back and they all connect together mod modually. So you could have a, what is that? 34 by 34, like digital game board. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, technically you can do some kind of, uh, not medieval, but a redneck version where you can just take a 32 inch TV and put it on it, you know, it's back and then just, you know, that. make <laughs> like people have done that before. And I think that's a cool idea to have at the tabletop. Mm. You know, it's, a futuristic I mean, version of playing D and D. I mean, people workshop that and like they make their own things where they've got like a table with an uh, inlay and then they'll put a TV in it and a little glass thing over it and then they have a keyboard and whatever that controls it and you can set the orientation. Um, but having a product that directly integrates all of that with like smart sensors, I think, is a no-brainer for any kind of tabletop uh, video tabletop slash video gamer because it just adds the best of both worlds. Like if they could, yeah, I'm just gonna put the link in here so you guys can see it. BT Dubs. To me, like I imagine, like how they've been integrating graphics and stuff into casino slot machines. Uh, if they could sell me a 720p, you know, doesn't have to be anything crazy, 32 inch touchscreen style uh, TV or screen at least that is meant for D and D purposes, and like you know. You fight the dragon, the dragon does his breath attack, and then, like, maybe I touch a button on my phone to activate the graphics for the dragon. It just shows a dragon breathing fire at the team and making you guys mm -hmm. uh, tap a button to roll dexterity saving throws. This is, we're approaching, we're approaching the timeline where Yu-Gi-Oh! virtual battles are going to be reality. Go on. So, so, you know, like, if you've ever seen the anime, they'll be like, it's time to d -d 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 duel, and then they'll slap the I thing. I summon Pot of Greed! <laughs> And then projectors I'll just use pop that. up everywhere. To summon more pot of greed. <laughs> um, but yeah, this even this thing even in the video for this thing, just so you guys know, has like a dice feature. It can connect to your phone. The phone connects to that, and then you can like literally shake it and act like you're throwing dice out on the table, and it'll roll whatever you've selected to roll. That's really cool. But there'll be 3D models on the screen. Anyway, I don't know. I just linked it there so you guys can check it out. That's what the Nerdist did about about they did it. Um. They did it, but yeah, I think their crowdfunding campaign's over. So I don't think it's long before you see game developers starting to use this as kind of a different median, you know, to have people interact with their stuff, especially Wizards of the Coast. If they don't take advantage of something like this and try and get a good partnership going, they're crazy. This thing's amazing. Right, especially because so. we, like, we've now reached, and I'm studying, I'm learning, uh, like, one of my courses this semester is human-computer interaction. Like, the potential that these devices have to augment and not take away or substitute uh, things that we've already been working with like actual physical maps, physical dice, physical models, but the way these things can augment and improve or enhance our, our, our experience is, is exciting because I, I've always believed that VR is a gimmick, but AR and mixed reality um, are more viable. Right. So having like, you know, like the Google Glass is is the perfect example of uh, AR slash MR mixed reality, where it kind of seamlessly integrates into your daily life to do all of these things. It's just that people walking around were known as glass holes. But, um, you know, uh, <laughs> it's just I'd like this. is I think this is where technology is going to uh, go towards. And we have some ethical issues and social responsibilities we have to keep in mind. But then, yeah, I truly believe like using things like this to augment the way we do things is is just going to make it a better experience for everybody. Sorry, I got distracted I by agree. a pot of greed. No, I'm that's fine. Um, so there is, uh, I, I, Tyler, there's something going on in, in, in the United States of America right now. Uh, take your pick. Throw the dart at the dartboard of crazy shit that's happening in the United States of America. Which one do you want to... What's the, what's the bullseye? Forest fires, internment camps, 
What is it? Uh, I was thinking of something a little bit more tame somewhere down in like Anaheim, California. Oh, oh. where are all those? I have a buddy that's down there protesting. Yep. They're, uh, yeah, a lot of fun facts. There's forest fires. There's the impeachment. There's internment camps. There's Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, there's so much that's happening. No, bad, bad joke. It's a meme at this point. I'm sorry. Everybody's I, quiet. I, we're, we're, we're all a meme at this point. We are truly the meme tricks. I feel like you're doing damage control right now. Did I did I, did I screw up? No, here? honestly, I I blanked out, so I don't know what you said. So I just threw in one of my Good. standard Nick jokes okay. to see if it would stick. I'm just gonna edit that out on you. Very convenient that you're the editor. <laughs> did, did you take this to Canada for a few hits and then send it back or something? No, I wouldn't have to do that. It's legal here. It's Yo, bro, your ha- his hat's back. Really? He's oh, yeah. high as shit right now. Was it last year? Who is? It was last year that it was uh, legalized uh, nationwide. For recreational, right? Uh, recreational, medicinal, yeah. It's, it's all, it's all okay, cool. being regulated and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's yeah, all yeah. good, mate. So BlizzCon. Mate. I was talking about fucking BlizzCon. Yeah, BlizzCon. So, Nick, I have to be careful here because I am still angry at Blizzard. So right now, my I don't give a fuck about anything Blizzard mode is on. So I'm going to let That's you guys fair. take the show floor because you know, otherwise I'm just going to start spewing shit and just kind of ruin the section. That's fair. Like it, it's a tricky situation right now because usually you can separate um, the art from or like the business from the politics, but in this case, it was just so ingrained. And we've we've talked about this. Uh, we've been talking about this now for a few weeks, and it's just so ingrained. But again, BlizzCon is one of those events every year, like PAX or E3, where uh, we've got the big announcements. And fortunately for us, like BlizzCon is still going on while we record this, but it's mostly just panels. Blizzard likes to do all the big mm-hmm. big announcements day one. Just give it all to us. Um, so, Glenn, wh- from all the big announcements, which one are you most excited about? Um, I wasn't aware that there was a WoW expansion. Could you tell me a little bit about that, if you know anything? I can tell you what I saw from the trailer. All right, so okay, we've is it WoW retail or is it gonna WoW retail? It's called WoW Sh- Shadowlands. Okay. Oh well, they did give us some Ooh. information about WoW Classic as well. Um, well, for like the whatever's next for the honor system and stuff when that's coming out. Uh, oh so yeah, that's pick... coming out in two weeks. Yeah, so in two weeks. But uh, yeah, no, we've got WoW Shadowlands. I'm pretty sure it's called. Uh, I don't think we have release date on a lot of these things um, but they have officially announced them the cinematics look good enough that we can assume it's coming out soon um, let me just double check and make sure that I did indeed get the name right uh, yes it releases next year uh, Shadowlands um, and the trailer showed Sylvanas fighting Bolvar the Lich King um, absolutely decimating him and uh, re- like just fucking sending the whole like world into like an up i have no like to me it looked cool but lore wise i've heard and read that people are upset really tyler you are muted you think does it does it feel like they're trying to like bring boba fett back from the dead sort of thing like it's like oh well people love this guy so let's just bring him back in in this weird way i am like just looking at it from this before i even watched the trailer i would be upset too so I'm assuming neither of you know who the fuck Bulvar Four Dragon is. So I had this discussion with Eugene, and I'll give you the outsider's perspective on this. So you had Arthas, who was Lich King at one point, um, and then there was yep. this whole thing with you as a player, and you're playing this game. It took so long and so much effort to kill him, and then Bulvar comes in, takes over as like, okay, we need 
to like there need there always needs to be a lich king because lich king controls must always be a captain an enemy called the scourge that are the like basically undead and they were an experiment from something called legion i think and then if there was nobody to control them they'd just go ape shit and destroy everything and so like the lich king is this all-powerful thing and then sylvanas just walks in doesn't is not even contested until the end destroys everybody and then just like kicks in Bolvar's shit and then rips off his helmet, destroys the helmet, and rips a hole in the sky and nobody knows what's happening. And I, my favorite comment that I've read uh, on some, somewhere, I can't remember where, was like, at this point, this is just Sylvanas fanfiction. It technically is, yeah. It's kind of scary. I mean, I feel like it's pretty canon since uh, it's in an official release. I liked Bolvar because he was part of the Alliance. He teamed up with the Horde. Like, this was one of the few times that the Horde kind of said, you know, you know, we'll work with you for the first time since fucking ever to defeat the Lich King. And he gets betrayed by Sylvanas. There's some deeper meaning to this because Sylvanas, even though she was part of the Horde during this uh, expansion, hated the Lich King. The Lich King is what made Sylvanas into what she is because Arthas killed her. So she fucking betrayed the Horde and the Alliance by nuking like death bombs on them, trying to kill uh, the Lich King and killed uh, Bolvar in the process. He got brought back into the state of undead by the breath of life from the dragon Elastranza, which is, I know, this is getting lore territory, but he was captured yeah. by the Lich King, tortured, and when you defeat the Lich King, his he's still alive, not being allowed to die by this powerful breath magic, and so he took over the Helm of Domination, which Nick described as what keeps the Scourge in check. And mm. so the fact that Sylvanas comes back after fucking betraying the Horde the first time is betraying a second time. It's really a symbolic hate between these two people. He's already been screwed over by her and he's trying to do the right thing. And she's coming back and fucking him over a second time. She's legit full bad. <laughs> I will have mm. to say just from the trailer, Sylvanas has won my heart and I would pledge my allegiance <laughs> to her. Yep, I know. I like just thinking about her as like hot, evil looking, uh, you know, elf lady. That's right up your ballpark. Sounds <laughs> sounds about right. Step on me and make me call you daddy. That <laughs> like, uh, sounds uh, disturbingly correct. So yeah, that was so that was the WoW <laughs> expansion announced. I don't know the history of WoW releases, so I, I'm not the one to speculate when it would come out next year. But they have confirmed it for next year. I, I crack the whip, play you play it. the game, you're not going to get the final boss tame. Oh, it's, it's, sorry, that's from a song. Actually, Nick in the chat might actually know that one. Okay, so that's wow. But they did talk about it. That What's that other, the, the Diablo 4? I said something about it earlier. Yeah. We can talk a little more yes. about it because it's an eight and a half minute trailer. Yes, and it like, is. So they went from. Beautiful. Uh, they went from. Uh, as of yet undisclosed that we haven't talked about trailer that was all happy cheery heroes saving the day and they went to wow and then they come to Diablo 4 and it is the most brutal trailer or like brutal piece of cinem cinema that I've seen in a very long three, time they come yeah it was whoo uh, it it was it was very it was very brutal but it didn't make me feel uncomfortable at any time like i was no. i was wanting for, i was waiting for more i was like i need to know what's going to happen next and so the diablo 4 trailer finally confirmed the existence uh and the soon uh as of yet undisclosed release date of diablo 4 um and we've got a few other details cuz there is a gameplay trailer floating around there from blizzcon um but it, Diablo 4 announced the arrival of the main antagonist, I guess, Lilith. 
um, which is a badass name for such a badass demonic like fiend. Like this is incredible. Blood for the blood goddess, man. Damn. Yeah. For those of you listening and or watching and you have not seen the trailer yet, it's definitely worth watching. Eight and a half minutes of just actual art to introduce this game to us. So I'm excited for how dark it feels because I've I didn't play Diablo one or two, but I played the hell out of three. Right. Uh, I even bought it multiple times for console because I got rid of it because I was like, I'm done with it. And I was like, mm, nope, I love it. And I bought it again. And then I bought it for my PC. Right. So like that game, I'm going to have to like replay it because just to I'm get yourself in the mood for Diablo 4. Yeah. Slash and clash or what is it? Yeah. Smash and crash. I've heard dungeon um, in the Delvers. I've heard uh, Path of Exile is, is a good like replacement in that vein for if you're if you're a fan of the Diablo series and Diablo 3 is just mm-hmm. not doing it for you anymore. Path of Exile Path of Exile has a very deep talent and perk that's tree. Free, right? I have no idea, but I've heard a lot of people talk I about it. I think that's what um, I heard. But yeah, so Diablo 4 some of the important points are that there's no offline mode like previous uh, Diablos it's you're always going to be online but you can play it alone but it does have social capability so it's moving more towards an MMORPG um, and from all the comments and everything I've said because I personally have no interest in Diablo style games not necessarily that they're bad it's just that kind of like action to move game drives me like absolutely nutty in this specific case like this isometric action like uh, the only time I'll accept it is in like uh, colony managers like RimWorld or like RTSs um, but like otherwise for like games like uh, like, like even um, what are they called like the, the game that you uh, fuck, I can't remember it uh, MOBAs like MOBAs because you have to like click and then oh, like action to move yeah, like yeah I can't because that, that kind of like gameplay um, format or gameplay flow it just it just seems very brain dead to me personally mm. that's just uh, stating it very clearly that's just a me opinion I just can't do it it's fine. I'm super mad now. Okay, that's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Join the party. Just like Bruce, always mad. So I mean, so that's. Uh, does this um, seem more compelling to you because of this the trailer though? At well, all? just purely like, like all cinematics. Not... Yeah, like any cinematic you yeah. show me that's well done, I'm like, I want to play that game. And then I see the gameplay, I'm like, eh. So I haven't seen the gameplay yet for eh. Diablo Four, but I've heard it's very much uh, like Diablo Two kind of style and then the uh, people who are fans some of my friends have said like it looks very in-depth and very interesting and it's they, they just can't wait it's been so long since they've played like a new diablo that they're very excited hmm. Hmm. yeah it's been a long time i'm so excited so excited um and then we have one more game i also here. just confirmed that path of exile is free to play oh, okay cool that wants to play. yeah so if, if you know if you if you want to scratch that diablo itch path of exile does exist um i have watched a friend play it and it looks like art style and stuff like all of this looks cool it's just i it just bores me looking at somebody like click on a character and then click another button to move there to do like an action hacker slash like i'd rather much like skyrim mm-hmm. like do that myself but if it's an rts where you simulated combat that's different in my head right right well, that's like the uh, Baldur's Gate 2 right. game. That's going to be a little bit like Diablo in that you do move like that. But once you're in combat, you're controlling units and trying to strategize. So it definitely has a better right. combat system. It's not just click and hit E or whatever button is swing, you know? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the last game here, um, last big game that they announced, they announced a, uh, a patch for Hearthstone, but uh, not a patch, a new DLC. And also Hearthstone's getting auto chess as a contender for uh, TFT, uh, but I guess it's a little late to the game and I no particular interest. Um, Warcraft 3 Reforged um, is uh, in- expanding its closed beta bracket 
to what de- to what extent i have no idea and they have a release date uh, they'll be announcing a release date sometime soon um but then the last big one here for me is, personally is overwatch 2 the trailer was fire i have never played i played overwatch and didn't like it so much that i brought it back the same day but i watched that trailer because i hear they're also getting was it Oh, no, no, that, sorry, that was late. We'll talk about that after this. Sorry. I thought they were getting, a, like, a show. And I was like, because uh, their cinematics are amazing. Oh, the Overwatch cinematic so team. I have a friend who actually worked on the new cinematic for Zero R. So, like, he... It's so good. Yeah. Um, so, Overwatch 2, all in all, is going to have uh, a cleaner UI, uh, a new game mode. It's going to have PvP with... During PvP modes, you... Uh, sorry, PvE modes, you have... Uh, you'll be able to level up all the different characters and customize their abilities. You'll have items while you're doing the PvE missions for healing and so on that you can use, like temporary use items. Um, and then PvP is going to be very much the same. They're going to retain the same classic feel, but with a different game mode. Uh, some balances, some new heroes. Um, all your progression in terms of achievements and skins will carry over from Overwatch which there was rumor before it was officially announced that um, that's not going to be the case. And some people were understandably upset because, uh, you know, you have nothing to show for all the time you've spent. But now that that's going to be the case, it, you, we don't have to worry. So everybody can stop raging. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Joran and some of those new characters look really awesome. Um, the only issue with Overwatch 2 is that we don't really know when it's going to come out. My mm. my bet would be 2021. Um only because we have the Overwatch League scheduled for all of next year. Um, and I'd like to think that Blizzard is not a company that would like to change up the meta and the playstyle and everything about the branding in the middle of the League season. But Blizzard has done things like nerf a uh, specific race in StarCraft 2 before a big tournament, which they just did three days before the StarCraft 2 Championship tournament happened at BlizzCon. Um, they nerfed one of the main races uh, like just so shortly before the tournament. I'm like, all right, cool. So we'll see. I'm, I'm speculating 2021 release on Overwatch 2. To give them some time with the Overwatch League. And then yeah. and also Overwatch just came out on the oh. Switch, so I would imagine they'd want to give them some breathing room to milk money out of that. Money's important. Sounds fair. Very much so, yeah. It is. Um, the last two things. Uh, StarCraft 2 uh, had its championship at BlizzCon, as they do every year, uh, like global championship. Um, but they decided that this year they're going to do all of the games in one day. So Jeez. the final was scheduled for 12.30 p.m., 12.30 a.m. EST. That's insane. It is an incredibly stupid decision, I think, because not only do the players not get enough time to rest, but if somebody wanted to watch the whole thing, <laughs> it'd be very difficult. You have to take a whole day off because it started on Friday, right? Um, yeah. So they did... So. Eugene was again my roommate because he follows StarCraft 2 he was telling me that let's say the person who won would play every maximum possible game you're looking at almost 20 games that day which which is normal for like practice or whatever I, I would say but then it's a different mentality and a different kind of exhaustion and different mindset you have to put yourself in when you're playing a, an actual like championship match and you're like playing to win yeah, yeah. it's not solo queue um yeah, how uh, t- like how does Tyler? How do you feel about everything so far? I know you did say that you know uh, still upset with Blizzard, but like how does this BlizzCon seem compared to last? So, do you want my honest thoughts or the appropriate thoughts for the podcast? Choose wisely. I'm, friend. My money's always on honest. I would, say, I would, yeah, I was gonna say, I would say, take how you feel about Hong Kong out, and then tell us what you feel. Then I feel nothing, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> 
my rage boils deep within Dior. <laughs> Jojo! <laughs> Sorry. So, I've been watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It's a terrible nightmare of an anime. So just this is as a joke. Uh, I noticed that the, the biggest tweet I saw about Overwatch 2 is somebody said the only reason why everybody's excited is so we can import the uh, models over to Pornhub. So that is the... I, <laughs> let's be real. I mean, that's, that's like, valid. Overwatch no one 2- says it, but we know what we're talking about here. Yeah, Overwatch porn is a very big category. A very scary thing. I did thing. not know that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Like, those models are apparently are very movable, uh, <laughs> as you can use them. Indeed. And, but beyond that, you know me. I haven't touched Overwatch in a very, very, very long time. Like, the only thing that I would be interested in, in is Diablo 4 and WoW, but unfortunately, like, I'm trying to keep clear of WoW for many reasons. Like, uh, I keep going in, but I keep getting burnt, usually by myself and my time frame. And Diablo 4, or Diablo 3 specifically, was the same thing for me. I, uh, people played it for a couple of years, dragged me into it, saying, Hey, we're gonna get you up to max, fuck the story, who cares? And then, let's go do, you know, just stand there and do damage for me so I can, you know, get more loot. And then you're done. And it's like, unfortunately... I can either jump onto this train and, you know, ride it and, you know, day one go in so I can keep up with everybody else, or I just go through the same motions again, and I really am hesitant because of that. Right. Which I know is a lame response. It, it, it's, right. It's, no, 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 no. I understand that. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I, from just, like, in terms of, like, announcing games as a convention, I think this BlizzCon has been a lot more successful than the last, because from last BlizzCon, the biggest PR issue was, you guys have phones, right? Uh, with the announcement of Diablo Immortal, um, where or Eternal, oh, Diablo Eternal, sorry, um, yeah, that made me so mad. I was <laughs> like, "This is not the sequel we wanted, you idiots." <laughs> we're we're so excited about the new Elder Scrolls game. Whenever it comes out, they've only shown us like a big wide thing that just <laughs> says Elder Scrolls. We know fucking nothing, but we know that it's coming. And that's enough. Yeah. But as soon as you go, oh, this is, you know, we're going to give you Elder Scrolls online, but it's on your phone. I will kill you. <laughs> I will kill you. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> putting me into I modesty bought... over here. Jeez. Um, excuse me. NSA, no, I feel you. Uh, Mr. NSA agent um, Glenn was just making a joke. Um, please don't uh, take that seriously. Um, you will not physically or literally try to <laughs> kill somebody over this. No, 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 no. I'm just very, yeah. very frustrated. I, hope, I like using yeah. hyperbole. Yeah, Mr. NSH, and I hope your family's well. Um, yeah, I hope you've had a good Halloween. Lens views reflect his own and not on Casual Master Quest <laughs> and its employers. All right, you know, uh, but Casual Quest Masters, that's all the views. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, um, Ni- the- I didn't answer your question there, Nick. You yeah. asked me how I felt about this year's BlizzCon, and I think yeah. this year's BlizzCon, or BlizzCon, this year's BlizzCon has been probably the best one they have had in quite a while. But I think the reason why it felt like... It feels like this. I could be wrong. Maybe it just got bad timing. It feels like they went over and beyond because the situation is... required them to need to be great. I feel like they Mm -hmm. they were so worried that they're going to get overrun with the whole uh, Blizzchung situation that they just had to... Guns blazing for this in order to override it. Right. Glenn has given me a I, cynical thought on this. I was going to say, can I offer a counterpoint just to maybe 
I don't like telling people that it, I, I don't think that's the case because all of these things have been in works for yeah. way longer than the Blizzcheng thing happened. So maybe with their presentation, they were like, all right, let's add some fireworks or something, you know, to and maybe they've done a better job being diplomatic as a result past that. But I think a lot of the really great things that have come out of this were way before any of that was controversial, you know? Yeah, with things. That's all. That's all I was going to offer is kind of like a maybe not as much. I mean, for, I from, for me. You guys know how I can get. It's probably all you know in my mentality with it, and I'm. The problem is, though, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of other people that think the well, same way. It's like ah, they're trying to show this off to go, you know, show us that you know they don't care or whatnot, just to mm. smooth things over. And that's look, everything's fine, guys. Yeah, and that's a fair like line of thinking too. I think I agree mm-hmm. with Glenn here. It's like a lot of these things, like even uh, Jeff Kaplan, um, the the big community manager for overwatch came out on stage he's like uh there's a clip of this somewhere he's like guys i'm lost for words and people who work with me usually know that i'm like i could ramble on anything forever i really don't know what i'm supposed to be here talking about but he's like oh wait he pulled out his phone he's like uh but i can you guys have done all the work for me in reference to all the overwatch leagues uh leaks over the last week basically leaking everything about the overwatch 2 announcement so like a lot of these things have been in work for months if not like weeks in terms of like we're gonna announce this we have to get this ready for that announcement but in you know in also in agreement with tyler probably like the flow of the event the event programming how the event is structured what's how the players are or the uh, attendees are going to feel the pomp and the flair i would would imagine that that's what they kind of like added uh, uh, um, an essence of uh, we got to make it everything like everything's fine we're all okay look at all of this wonderful things that we've made um and it's very important to also like um i think recognize that they haven't thrown out the people wearing like Winnie the Pooh costumes or they haven't taken any aggressive measures against the protesters in regards to like the Blizzard in China situation. What's the representation of Winnie the Pooh? So Winnie the Pooh is banned in China because of how much he looks like their um, uh, president. (laughs) So Winnie the Pooh is also a symbol of resistance for Hong Kong. Bro, I love Winnie the Pooh since I was literally yeah. too young to know I have self-awareness. There's pictures. I have my Winnie the Pooh at home still. I've There's a video for Kong. Halloween <laughs> of the scariest costume in the world is somebody dressed as Winnie the Pooh surrounded by guards in Hong Kong right now. For real. I'm not kidding. They're, they're, you can look up Winnie the Pooh, Hong Kong. There's somebody dressed for Halloween that... Dude. So... In in regards, like, I've been, given that we've had some time from ev- everything that's happened in regards to Blizzard and Hong Kong and talking with some people, I am in agreement with some extent to people thinking that this is just a video game in general. This is just in general in regards to video games developers. This is just a video game. I don't care, like, why is there a need for politics? Which is fair, unless a game was made for a specific reason or a developer's trying to say something specific. But Blizzard made the mistake here by taking an action against free speech. And then that's how the politics got dragged into this is and that's just i think my final like kind of mentality with this whole situation and the fact that they haven't done anything aggressive to the protesters or like try to kick them out or keep them away from the venue like from the outsides or whatever i'm i guess i wonder from you too because i'm on the i'm on i mean here's the thing you saw me just go yeah free hong kong i absolutely believe that to be true but i also believe that it's not your right to use somebody else's platform as a political stand oh no it's fucked up and if it's against so like what would you have done differently 
when you responded to this? If you were kind of the ones in that room trying to make the decision within the hour of that happening, what do we do to this guy? He absolutely broke terms of service. I would probably what do, do, do what fucking Nickelback did when fucking the president said, you know, look at this fucking photo. It's like you it's your property. If you don't agree with the views, you do have rights to pull it. I'm not saying, you know, God, Nick. I no, I was like enforcement of their terms of service they had the full rights to i think it could have been done in a much more intricate delicate manner in regards to this particular situation given how big of an issue it is so instead of like completely punishing them and making it seem like they're on the other side at least giving them like maybe banning them or suspending them not taking away the pay immediately and giving them a formal warning and putting out like just a mass formal like letter of like all right listen if you're going to do this you can't because this is what's going to happen rather than just going like so a shorter ban a shorter ban and a formal warning to let people yeah. know not to do this sort of thing again yeah so basically what they did end up doing but maybe a little less yeah and like too late right? yeah yeah it was too late and too little but i mean i don't know i'm not a i'm not a rich greedy old that, guy and we're not so we're not you don't play videos. golf we're not yeah it's yeah i don't play golf anymore. it's all speculation no, my clubs here. are getting yeah. dust yeah okay cool i just always wonder because like i i tend to totally side with everybody involved i'm like yeah he had the right to say whatever yeah. he wanted free hong kong let's do it hell yes but also you knew you were gonna Blizzard get in was trouble well there, right? so, yeah yeah no yeah so I, like I, I see where you're coming <laughs> from yeah cool yeah so interesting cool i mean did you have any more to add tyler though because i feel, feel like you've been very you've been very calm and i know you probably have a lot of thoughts on this thing you know the, the last statement that you did say made me think a little bit they walked or they did it knowing that they were going to get into trouble and in the u.s specifically we are a country where we do things for change knowing that our actions would get us into trouble even though it required social change i don't need to bring up the examples you guys know who i'm what i'm talking about mm -hmm. so hearing something like this is a, incredibly different from my point mm -hmm. of view but uh it's just that it's something yeah. that we've done before you know it, it is a strategy sure. for us to bring change but uh yeah that's all mm -hmm. i have to say interesting because i mean i a thousand percent agree with you i'm with you both super hard that hong kong needs more You're super hard with china me? needs to get mm. their hands up oh yeah i agree super oh. hard with you yeah uh but they need to get their hands out of hong kong and let them have independence they just do that's a truth but like and I will say this because, I, and this is the last thing I'll, and you guys probably heard me say before, Blitzchung has a Twitch channel, does he not? Yes. Blitzchung has social media. Yes. He has platforms that are just as big, probably, for the most part. So, like, I just, it's one of those things where I'm like, dude, pick your fights. You know, it's like, you need, if you need to stand up for this, wear the mask. He could have worn the mask in the interview as a sign of support of the protesters and not said anything. And still, like, showed the world that this is what I stand for without making it obvious. You know what I mean? Like, there's smarter ways to do it where e Blizzard doesn't have to make any shitty decisions that are going to lose them billions of dollars and cost thousands of people their jobs because some guy wanted to support Hong Kong. Or uh, it's going to do the latter. And, you know, so, like, I don't know. It just felt like they were put into between a rock and a really bad, right. hard place where they had to look like bad guys or not fire a bunch of people because they just lost half their stock you know so like 
Anyway, I agree with Hong Kong. I love you guys, and I value your opinions. Thank you. Uh, let's say that's pretty good for our topic of the show, and let's uh, move on to the game releases. Nick, I did kind of press the whole topic of the show on you. Would you be okay if I took over for this then? Just kind of... Hell yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, the first... We got a bunch of games coming out this week. Uh, looks like a total of nine. Uh, the first one is Just Dance 2020, coming out this November 5th, which is going to be Tuesday for us on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Looks like... Uh, yeah. Just Dance. Coming out... Come on, Nick! <laughs> Feel the burn! No, I'm wow. you, Wait, what is the name of... Uh, um, Simon... Simmons? Simmons. Richard Simmons? Richard Simmons. You sounded like, come on, Nick. Feel the bear. Work them hammies. Let's do it. <laughs> no, it was great. It was beautiful. And Nick got his exercise for the day. Uh, also, coming out on the same day of that week is Mario and Sonic at the Olympics Games Tokyo 2020 coming out for the Nintendo Switch specifically because <laughs> can you imagine Mario on a Xbox One? I can't. Planet Zoo coming out same day for PC. I don't know much about this game, actually. Uh, I'm assuming it's a zoo on a planet. Yeah, a whole planet that is a zoo. It's probably a man like zoo tycoon. And then Nick, you are yeah muted. Uh, from the developers of Planet Coaster and Zoo Tycoon. So yeah. Oh. Oh. oh okay. So when I said it, it seems like totally. okay, fair enough. Manage so, your own planet that is a zoo. So imagine zoo there tycoon, but in space. I'm assuming. Something along those lines. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, <gasps> it's already out, but it's coming out for PC on November 5th. Uh, an important game that we're going to know is Death Stranding, coming out for PS4 only right now. For now. It's finally here. Com Exclusives. Coming out this Friday. Uh, coming out on the same day is a bunch of other games, though, like Disney Zoom Zoom Festival. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck that is. Uh, coming out for Nintendo Switch. Uh, Nick's gonna do some hard googling. Uh, I'm gonna continue. Uh, Jumanji the video game is also coming out for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Have Nintendo they Switch. Have seen the movie? Why? The the Disney Tsum Tsum Festival is there's a line of Disney to toys called the Tsum Tsums, which features like iconic Disney characters, and it's coming to the Nintendo Switch for the first time. That's what I oh, found. Okay, cool. This next one I can. Uh, is probably the only one besides maybe Death Stranding I can attach to a little bit is Layton's Mystery Journey. Catriel and the mil mil Million... <laughs> I don't screw up on Catriel, but I screw up on saying the word millionaires. Conspiracy. <laughs> uh, the deluxe version of this is coming up in the Nintendo Switch. If I'm going to take a guess, this is a Professor Layton game that came out previously and is getting an export over to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Nick's doing the background check to make sure I'm correct or otherwise correct me. Server says... You are correct. Ding, 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 ding. Need for Speed Heat coming out also this Friday on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Which, cars. Yay. <laughs> they go fast, they look nice. <laughs> cars, cars. Glenn, uh, why don't you take uh, the stay in gaming? Um, is there a reason why any of them are different colors in the show notes? Uh, specifically? No. Is that like highlighted because someone wants to talk no, about me it? No, me and Tyler were having a war. We're having and, an edit oh, war. Okay. And he, and I he think won the I, battle, but not the war. <laughs> the moment I saw, like, eight, no, 90% of Nick's white in his eyes when I posted a picture into the chat, I knew I was like, we could do this. It's funny thing is, I don't even have an idea what this uh, is referencing, but it's, we're doing it's shock today value. in gaming. It's which, but today will be, quote unquote, no, quote unquote, today is November 4th, right? Yes. 
when this releases. Awesome. Yep, Monday, um, November So 4th. November 4th, quick highlight of some of the games that came out on November 4th. First will be Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which came out in 2016. So happy third birthday on PS4, Xbox One, and PC to Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Um, and I don't know, did you guys, did either of you play any of the Call of Duty games? Like, like religiously, like Modern really Warfare, the new one was my first one and I only played the beta, so. Oh, okay. I did for the original Modern Warfare, or Call of Duty 4, whatever you want to call it as. And then, uh, my PS3... Di- System Link! <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, PS3's, uh, disc reader fried when, uh, Modern Warfare 2 came out, so that was the last I got to play any of the Modern Warfare games, and then I just stopped playing. Okay. Yeah. That was the last one I played too. Or no, I played Modern Warfare 3. I played Modern Warfare 3 and then I haven't played anything since then. I, liked World I just love that, that they've come back to Modern Warfare. Yeah. Just like uh um, but speaking of that, what's that? I was just gonna say World at War, I, I love just because of the whole zombies. Oh so good. The Nazi zombie games. Oh yeah. Like take out some ang- you know, like, oh you're not anti Semitic anymore. Oh like that whole stuff, like get rid of that negative vibes you can kill the negative vibes in the game it was so much fun and that gun. was like what year was that 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 came out 2000 like 2000 or seven i was gonna say 2010 but maybe uh nick's gonna beat me to I feel it like it was 2008 2008 wow Woo! okay yeah because i thought it was in college i was in college then so no we used to do system links where we would put we'll actually be TVs celebrating its birthday next uh, week oh wow yeah. That's awesome. Sorry. No, but we put we would get we would get two actually I don't know if it was Call of Duty, it was another like, you know, shooter game, but we would get four TVs and two separate rooms and then like hook up four Xboxes between yeah. two different lobbies in the dorm that I lived in so we could play with 16 people and four man squads. Oh, so good. Anyway, um so another one that came out today is Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, which came out two years prior on Xbox One, PS4, Xbox 360, and PS3, because that still happened then. Um and then I don't know anything about this game, the next one on our list, but it's called uh it came out um in 2014 is The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, and it was a PC game. Did you guys play that at all? So yeah, I listed it and it was my first dungeon crawler without realizing sorry, like roguelite without realizing that I like these kinds of games. Um, and this is the remastered with some a- extra added stuff that came out uh, for the PS4 and PC. Huh, very cool. And you re- like you like roguelike games? Uh, yeah, I do. I just don't play them often, so like... Um, uh, yeah, I, I do. I have nothing more. It's like, they're, they're just fun because you just go into a dungeon. It's like, they're very casual games. Like, just pick me up and play, like, whenever kind. Pick them up, you go in, collect some items, and then you keep going until it gets harder, 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 die, you get some gold, then you just start over again. Right, so yeah. there's this. There's uh, Wizards, uh, Wizard of Legend. There's um, uh, uh, Enter Isn't the there Gungeon. A space one where you're tr- mm. what's the space one where you're trying to get into the middle of the universe and you have a ship and you can no like Man's recruit Sky? different crew members. Not No Man's <laughs> Sky, no. <laughs> but it's like a faster a, than oh, light, faster FTL. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yep. yep. As, FTL is more FTL. colony manager style, but yeah, sure, it does have roguelike okay. elements. Yeah. Okay, I was making sure that that was kind of in that same vein because I enjoyed it the first 9,000 times I played and never won, but, you know, it's whatever. (laughs) Uh, The next one is another Call of Duty game, Call of Duty Ghosts, which came out in 2013 on PC. So, yeah, this wasn't the, like, worldwide, like, full-on release. I just listed this because I thought it's very interesting to see how consistent Treyarch and Activision have been with Call of Duty releases. Yeah. Because there's three. Same day. Yeah, so, and then we've got another one next week. But, um, yeah. 
And the last game on our list, I almost said movie, mm-hmm. uh, is Jack and Daxter, the last, the lost frontier. I mean, with PSP quality like that, it might as well matter. be a movie. It was pretty uh, well designed. I know, right? Jack and Daxter's fire. Um, yeah, so you played that game and liked it? Tyler? I've never played a Jack game before. I just watched uh, Nick. Oh! I just watched other Nick play a lot of them. Or at least show I, me a lot oh. of them. I played this game, like, I love the Jack and Daxter series, and this was the last Jack and Daxter game for all the remasters and the collections, but this was the last, last oh. Jack and Daxter game, and it makes me sad, and I wish it comes back at some point, and this game wasn't as good as the other ones on the PS2, but on PSP, apparently, this game played like a fucking dream. Hmm. So it is a little ironic that I almost said The Last Frontier, mm-hmm. because it was the last Jack and Daxter game, which I was unaware of. Cool. Well, happy birthday to all those games. Hey, happy birthday. Hey. I was about to play the kazoo like uh, that little birthday, and it's like, no, oh, uh, Glenn, Glenn's gonna be the please don't. Okay, uh, I think that's gonna, <laughs> the crazy eyes. I think that's gonna be it for <laughs> the episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler, but more importantly, Nick, where can we find you? I can't um, even you can find me I'm on so Twitch. No, you're fine. You can find me on Twitch and Instagram at lr11. On Twitter, you can find me at LRD11th, all spelled out. Yeah. <laughs> and Glenn? Yeah, you can find me on Twitch. I'm at Razith. Uh, if you have a Twitch Prime sub, you can give it to me for free. You know, so no big deal. I'm an affiliate. It's fine. Wow, Thank you. begging for also, subs. I'm, mm. <laughs> I don't do that. No, I don't. I'm <laughs> totally joking. Come hang out. It's fine. You should I'm, probably I'm give him your Twitch interesting Prime. to hang okay, out with. Just do it. But you if you only it. if you want, Just only if you want. I literally for played free. a game of League with two people the other day, and they they got into my <laughs> into my Discord, which is only for followers. I don't know how they got in. I played with them, said, "Hey, do you guys mind giving me a follow if you want?" They played with me for three hours, and neither of them followed me. So I'm really leaning about this sort of stuff. Anyway, also find me at Ready to Roll, which is uh, uh, the D and D podcast that I help found. It's a sister podcast to Casual Questmasters, and on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Looks like Huston. Okay. And for Casual Master Quest, you can find us on Twitter at Master Quest Pod. You can also email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com, and you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook, also at casualmasterquest. You can also check us out on our Discord server page. Uh, you can get the Discord link over on Twitter, again, at MasterQuestPod, where we talk shit about a lot of stuff, uh, mostly D&D stuff, but you know, if you want your fix of video games, we'll bring it up now and then we'll just start bashing each other over it. And more importantly than that, I'd like to think, like, this is the golden child of our group, is currently our D&D podcast, uh, Casual Quest Masters, which you can also find in the same feed as Casual Master Quest of right now. Anyways, I think that's gonna be it for this episode. We had a good one. That was Glenn, that was Nick, and this is Tyler, and Glenn's pretending he's Joey right now. It's so dumb. Don't forget to never stop the grind. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Stop missing people. I mean, no, you, you can miss whoever you want. It's, it's your life. What are you? A, what are you, a stormtrooper? It's like you're trying to miss me. <laughs> <laughs>